Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, Boiling Pointers. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Before we start, Dave and I want to let you know all about our Boiling Point process, online courses, live events, and masterminds. After interviewing hundreds of leaders, we've packaged a ton of knowledge together to serve up to you. Info that will help you and your company be heard in a very noisy marketplace. So visit www.boilingpointprocess.com and sign up for the email newsletter, and we'll let you know when our next cohort or event is. Thanks also for supporting The Boiling Point by subscribing to us on iTunes and also leaving a rating for us. So let's let's kick this thing off. Um, welcome back. Well, welcome back to you, Cotter. Uh, very good to have you. We have a really very cool guest on who um, has been battling traffic in Toronto. And um, anyone that has driven in Toronto knows that it is constant rush hour. Constant. Um, but she made it. And she is, um, if you could see her, she she's looking like a little frazzled and frustrated by the experience. Really. And, Dave, come and, on. Dave, have you not learned like the rules 101, basic 101 <laughs> about talking to anybody on perfect. Skype? You do not mention... I, I think you look great. It's just like you've been, you look like you look like anyone that's gone through experience of tr- Toronto traffic, and it's just I know it, and I I see that look on people's face. I've been there. Psychotic look, actually. Yeah. So well, no, you don't. No, not at all. But um, the founder and director of the Math Guru, and um, and we have, uh, and actually, I'm, I'm and Vanessa. How do we pronounce your last name? Vicara, Vicaria, 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 yeah. We can live vicarious through Vicaria. That's exactly how right. you remember it. Thank okay. you. That's, that, that, so that's so. So we're clearly lame because that is that is not original <laughs> at all. Um, but we have actually a really interesting connection. You may not be aware of. This is a cool connection. Um, I understand you were uh, on Canada's Smartest Person at one point. Is that correct? <laughs> I mean, it's true. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. Well, we're just we're just worried about our show notes here because <laughs> we got the wrong phone number and we didn't want to make. So, so the the interesting connection is, and it's a it's a it's a very indirect connection. But my son was on Canada's Smartest Person Junior. Shut this, up. Yeah. This, this last season. So I was. Um, so we just had that full experience through him, and um, it was it was really quite interesting. So we'll have to chat about that at some point. But tell us about the math guru. And I mean, so there's clearly a connection being a smart person in the math guru so and he's he's the dad of of, the dad. of of a smart of one of the smartest people yeah, in canada yeah, yeah. like this is a really smart. neat connection and people that know me know say what came through his mother's side and skipped a generation mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> um, well so the math guru is a math and science tutoring center but like not a boring one the whole goal is to change culture surrounding education so it's like super chill vibes we like drink tea and light incense and the whole 
vibe around it is to change stereotypes about what it means to be good at math and science because we think that to be good at math and science means you have to be like super boring and dry. So just trying to like spice that up. And you are the, um, we've known each other for about three minutes or four minutes now. You are not, you're the exact opposite of boring and dry. I can tell you that well, right well, now. Well, okay. <laughs> I, 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 in the rain. For the listener's sake, um, to know how incredibly not boring she is, um, her goals are to be Lady Gaga famous and to totally change math culture so that STEM is finally as cool and accessible as basically every single Taylor Swift song ever. (laughs) And I must add, uh, Mindy Kaling is her idol and Vanessa believes that she should be yours too. Already, Vanessa, you are my idol already because of what you are doing in really pushing that that envelope on the whole STEM thing that we have been, uh, you know, we, we've been produced as factory workers to to into this education model of learning that um, needs to be disrupted, and it feels like you are doing this. Yeah, am I am I talking your language? That is so it, and I love the word disrupted. That's exactly what it is. Like I failed grade eleven math twice when I was in high school because I wanted to be Lady Gaga famous and. I really just wanted to be a rock star and marry Keanu Reeves. And I was taught that those types of people like weren't math people, right? So even the notion that there is such a thing as a math person needs to be disrupted because we believe this is some sort of innate capability. So I actually went through a lot of high school thinking I just wasn't good at math until I had a teacher who was like, sorry, a math person. I don't even know what that is. And I was like, um, (laughs) and even now, like, Um, I'm in a rock band now and it's a constant issue because I'll get off stage and be like, you know, someone will say, what's your actual job? Because we all know rock bands don't make money. Um, And I'll say, you know, I'm a math teacher and everyone's reaction is, that's so weird. Like I've never seen a math teacher like you or what, you know, and it's the fact that we have that idea is really, really like discouraging to most kids. Um, Here's a quick question. Do musicians give you that response or fans? And I'm going fans. somewhere with this. Okay. Definitely fans. Definitely fans. Everyone knows, I, I, you know, musicians know that music and math yeah, are deeply and like, it, It's really neat because as I'm, as I'm teaching my, I've got a, I've got two daughters, but one of them's in uh, grade four and, oh, she's going to kill me. Uh, anyway, uh, she is really talented at math. Okay. And she is becoming incredibly talented with the piano. So she actually performed Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah last night in front of an audience that she figured out herself. And, um, and I, I started to connect it to math for her. I was like, can't you see all these patterns? Like, this is all math. And mm. she's totally stoked about music. And she fully yeah. understands that. And that's why I was asking, because I'd be surprised if other musicians would challenge anything about a math well, being... Well, a lot of them do, though. Like, I mean, there's definitely a lot... Like, sure, there are some musicians who are really, like, maybe technical musicians who recognize that. But most... I would say most people in any sort of arts community or arts world are like oh man i sucked at math right I, really like most people in bands say that which me, is exactly yeah yeah and, and on the flip side of that uh people on the other side say i'm not creative so yeah. both of them are not true at all right and i heard something really cool um the other day about how the word talent is like one of the most harmful words that we use in education because it implies some sort of innate ability like that you know things can't be learned and really we are so obsessed with categorizing like we love to be like right brain left brain which is not scientifically a thing or like math person creative person or like boy girl right like we're obsessed with these categories that really restrict who you can be Mm. oh amen to that that's uh and it's it must be neat for you dave as well to see liam go from being educated in the in the in the system to going through that 
incredible experience with CBC. Well, I, you, and I, being, I think yeah. in a broader, you know, that connects with this is it's neat to see. Like he was, he's clearly a bright kid. Always has, you know, done well. But to see it celebrated, right? And like, and it's very different yeah. than when we grew up. You know, it wasn't cool to be smart, right? And now it's actually. Um, and and a, and a big concern I've talked about it was you know when the show goes out what's going to happen are people going to you know are they going to get picked on at school and stuff no actually kids thought it was pretty cool you know and I'm like They're proud oh, of this them, is it. Right? which yeah. speaks to your whole idea that you know like like this can be cool and it can be exciting and it doesn't have to be dry and boring right um, yeah and I think we're seeing like a real um, cultural shift in a way like this is kind of a really exciting time. Because this idea of like nerd culture becoming cool, right? Even though it's like niche cool, it's still very different than it was like when I was in high school. Like at least there is now like there's it's kind of becoming mainstream. Like do you remember when hipsters didn't exist? Like <laughs> now there are hipsters, and like part of hipster culture is intelligence and looking like a nerd. So I think that's kind of something interesting. A hundred percent. So tell us about I love this. Um, you know, making failure your BFF. So I really want to tell you about this, but also your faces are frozen on my screen. Should I be talking about that out loud? I just want everyone to know no, that I think I'm looking at a frozen image of you. No, you're. We're well as long as the That's images right. are good. Like, are we frozen in like a in a in a in a you know? Well, way, one or? of you looks like really pensive, almost disturbed, oh, and golly. the other is oh, about golly. to say something really <laughs> enticing. So we'll just leave it here. I guess I'll just look at that. <laughs> okay. Um, now tell okay. us about making making failure BFF. Yeah. So I think this is, so let's, we can talk about Canada's smartest person now, because this is kind of all ties in. So as I said, I failed grade 11 math twice. Um, oh, you're moving again. Okay. Hey. So I failed, <laughs> I failed grade 11 math twice, which, you know, and I also, so the math guru, we tutor hundreds of kids a week, right? We have 40 tutors. I see hundreds of kids and it's so crazy what a barrier failure is, right? Our education system does not teach no to, you know, grow from failure. Like the whole point of our education system is getting those marks is to avoid failure at all costs. And right. it's just such a bad lesson for kids. So what we see, I'm going to bring it down to math for a second. What we see with math, which is a discipline where, you know, there's usually a right or a wrong answer is a real lack of ability to question and experiment and try and explore because they're too scared to do it because that might lead to failure. And that, I think, is one of the biggest problems when it comes to math education, right, is this this absolute fear with failure, fear of failure, which really, really limits kids in, in terms of like, you know, math is supposed to be all about questions, right? It's all about questioning things. It's all about trying. And what I hear most with kids when they're complaining about math is, well, my teacher put stuff on the test that we didn't learn in class. They want to learn explicitly how to do every mm. single problem. And that's, that's not math. So... Backing it up a bit, I've really, I think, learned, I would say like, I'd like to say learn the hard way, but it's almost learned the easy way because I've learned by failing how incredible failure can be, right? Like how that is really the only thing that leads to growth. And I know that's kind of a buzz thing now, right? Like everyone started talking about it, but it's so true. Like I, I, the best things in my life have happened because of failure. So when I was on Canada's Smartest Person, um, you know how the show works, right? You're there, there's all these different uh, talents and yeah. intelligences. Yeah. And obviously I was the math guru. So when it came time for the math challenge, everyone was like, Oh my God, the math guru. So the math challenge, 
was you had to pretend you were, you know, everyone was at a cash register and we were in a grocery store and someone would buy something. So they'd say, okay, so-and-so bought an apple for $3 and 50 cents and gave you $4. What's their change? Right? So the question was, I, I think I remember someone bought something for $3 and they gave me $4 and I had to put the change in the thing. And I freaked because I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be so good at math. And I put in $2. The answer is one. <laughs> yeah. And everyone, it was like a collective gasp. My parents oh. were in the front row just being like, where have we gone wrong? Oh. The, host was like, the host was like, Vanessa, the math guru is the only one to get this wrong. And I was like, oh my God. And then the next question, got it wrong again. Like I just started spiraling, you know? Yeah. And like everyone was like, and finally I got my shit together and was like, oh my God, I'm like having a full on like panic attack right now. <laughs> The good thing is there was one guy on there who was worse than me. He was just out to lunch this time. Like, so, so I managed to pass that challenge and move on. But it was it technically could have been humiliating, but it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me because it, you know, we talk so much about math anxiety, and I'd been so far removed from it that it really like I firsthand got to experience what all of my students feel, you know, and it, it really helped me grow my business, relate to students better. Now I talk about it all the time, like. I mean, and that is just one example of failure. I mean, there's a ton of other things I yeah. failed at, but that's a that's that's a beautiful one though, because what I like about it is is just the energy you put in and and, and what you took from it, and actually, you know, deciding to tell the story and not get hung up by it, right? I mean, it would be so easy. Uh, and then the other piece is that when we start categorizing people and saying, "Oh, well, they they should, like," so Liam was expected to do really well in the physical ones. Um, mm. well that put extra pressure on him that probably was, yeah. you know, in a way inappropriate. So he probably performed like, and, and there's, as you know, I mean, pressure does kind of support, you know, maybe enhancing performance, but can also do the opposite. It can also like, yeah. you know, to totally zap it and kill it. Right. Absolutely. Because it all depends on your mind frame. Right. So right. It's, it's very individual and it's just like totally unnecessary. Right. Like it's, yeah. So, and I think again, I mean, obviously a show like that doesn't promote failure. That's not the point of that. But thinking of if I think if students were taught at a younger age through education that failure was not the thing to be feared, then when you get to like a show like this, right, you're not so bent up or, or any sort of performance situation. You're not literally just focused on the fear of failing, which does ultimately affect your performance. Like yeah. we just need yeah. to like really your whole life is going to be about failures and we need to just start learning that right and how to just manage ex accept and the fact you know it's well like, and like and yeah. like you say make it your bff right yeah, like yeah. and it's, yeah. that's such i love it i love it and, and you know what? another thing too like i really being in a band on the flip side i'm literally rejected every day right like we are you know trying to be lady gaga famous and we are constantly trying to book shows and trying to get our songs on radio and we hear now a million times a day but it's gotten to the point where like it's not only make failure your BFF, like try to fail, try to find situations in which you're going to fail. So like, I will like, you know, send Justin Trudeau a DM on Instagram and be like, I really want you to listen to this song. Like, he's not going to answer. I mean, maybe he'll answer me. Right. <laughs> but but dealing with people being like, uh, no, like it makes me a stronger. It makes me build strategy. It makes me not worry when I do re get rejected. It motivates me to go forward. And I think there's something to be said for actually seeking out situations in which you are likely to fail. Oh, you should, yeah, do you good. do you public speak? 
Like, I do. Speak? I speak about this all the time. Oh, good. Because I'm like, <laughs> man, you would be, like, I just can see you on stage talking about this because I oh. think it's such an awesome story. Because, and I love it because it's like, it's this whole, and I know it's kind of, you know, you're, like you pointed out, people are talking about this a lot more, but it's this whole concept that, that, that I'm so glad that, that people are getting comfortable with. But it's like almost like, you know, the idea of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, you know, like just getting used to being out of that, out of your comfort zone. Um, not not so it's distressful, but that use stress, right? So it's that stress that actually, you know, creates um, innovation and new ideas and and, and changes and all those wonderful things. And and the minute we try to play safe and and kind of go back into comfort zone, well, you don't go on the sh- on the TV show that you went on and and you know that 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 has obviously big you know was a really powerful moment. But not only for you, transformational. But it helps you relate to the, your your clients, the students, and and uh, it yeah. helps inform your story. And I think too, like just to add one last thing, things are only like I think the word failure, like unfortunately, it's just so like stigmatized now, right? Because things something is only a failure if you've decided it's a failure. So, like right. for example, like getting fired from your job. Okay, well, that can be a failure, or it can be like the biggest opportunity of your life, right? 100%. Like you kind of choose. Right. So, right. I mm. think like it's almost like I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because it's almost like everyone's trying to rebrand failure now, <laughs> right? Like as this whole new thing. But like maybe we just need like a new word. Maybe we should just like ban the word because it <laughs> is like an F word. Yeah, you know? I, well, I, I think they are, but I don't think I think you're living it in a way, the way you're describing it in a, in a way that's really inspiring. Because I think, you know, maybe people saying that, but are they really, you know, living it? Right. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I hope people are, but I suspect that probably a lot aren't. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, in a coaching business you know, run across that a lot and, and people, and it's, you know, it's wonderful when people are able to talk about what's holding them back. Right. And the, you know, this kind yeah. of, I mean, the concept, I, I don't know where I found, saw the quote, but the biggest battle we fight every day are between our two ears. Right. You know, and it's, it's in our, it's in our brain and how do we figure out how to get through this? You have a book. What's your book? I, tell us about your book. Um, yes. My book is called Math Hacks. It is actually a book for kids parents and teachers and it focuses on the curriculum from grade three to six because our curriculum is kind of a disaster now i don't know if you've been following all the drama in ontario oh yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> well in every so, province I feel, actually. well no <laughs> ontario specifically what a i'm sorry what a joke oh my gosh i apologize because you're living yeah. through it but don't worry, tailgating <laughs> is going to be legal soon oh so okay that's fine. good but what about the one dollar beers yeah. okay let's continue uh, yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well, so it's it's not so. First of all, the idea is to give students, parents, and teachers access to math in a really accessible language. So it's a really like colorful book, and it's super fun how I talk. But also, there's half of the book is based on just like basically what I'm talking about now. So there's like tips about how to fail, tips on how to study, tips on how to manage anxiety, like tips about how to chill out. Because again, with education, we do not have a holistic approach, right? We're so focused on teaching content, but these kids really need to be learning the skills that will even open them up so they're able to absorb the content. So just stuff about like chilling out, right? Like how to be healthy, how to take care of your mental health. So half of the book is that and half the book is actual curriculum content presented in a really accessible way. Now, is this is this unique? Because it sounds like, you know, it's, yeah. the people will handle one side of that, the coin or the other, but not actually embrace exactly. both sides, right? Yeah, and that's why this is kind of a novel idea is it's the first, I think it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the first educational book, a definitely math book that combines the two into just one piece to really like, you know, you're freaking out about fractions and you can be like, oh, I'm just going to go to the freaking out section and read about how to stop freaking mm-hmm. out and then get back to the fractions, right? So 
Yeah. And that was something really scary for me to write too, because I'm a high school math teacher. Like I don't really talk to children. We tutor a ton of children here, but like I don't tutor them. Um, and it's really different to teach someone quadratic equations than to like explain what a decimal is. Like that's actually really hard. You know, it was really challenging I, for me. I guess. We would like, we'll have to, I have to read your book. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm not going to go to that part where I have uh, my anxiety and about uh, not knowing what you just said. Um, no, but like about teaching time, like how do you explain that when the small hand is at the number, it means the number, but if it's like, the big hand, then you have to multiply that thing by five. Like it's actually kind of confusing. You know what? I had a, a teacher, and I won't I won't name who the teacher was because I don't want to embarrass him. But he would he would um, te- and it, and it was it maybe an informal teacher, but his way of teaching me was just to to talk louder. <laughs> <laughs> and louder and I was like yeah I still don't get it you're just saying the same thing but louder right? that's a style that is a teaching style yeah well yeah he's my father so yeah, God love him <laughs> and I love him to death I was about to say it's a parenting but, but, yeah but exactly don't say his name exactly. Dave. but I won't say his name <laughs> um, Vanessa what's the best way for people to get math hacks and get connected with you and everything else that you're delivering including your music I just went onto iTunes and I oh I wanna... my god Kate or okay. do you use Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music. Um, okay, yeah, so you can, can get it there. Okay, good. Okay, um, what, what am I looking for right now as, as I open it? Um, so good, good night, sunrise, are, or good night, yeah, comma. Good night, sunrise. Good night, comma, sunrise, if we want to be correct here. Do you know what um, came out? The this, real statics came up. How fun. <laughs> Another nice, beautiful <laughs> Toronto band. Okay, good night, sunrise. Good night, sunrise. And the single we've released today is Feel Good. So just spin that up. We're actually going to be playing on a few stations across the East Coast. So I'll hit you up with that after. Um, but yeah, Good Night Sunrise on all social media, on Spotify, on iTunes is my band. Um, and a good quick failure. Do I have like two minutes? Yeah, of course, please. A good failure story is when I started the band eight years ago, a guy literally came up to us after our first show and said that literally these words. I just want you to know you are the worst singer I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And after that, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to be Lady Gaga famous. So I took singing lessons. And eight years later, last year, we opened for Bon Jovi at the Ariana Center. Hello. That's awesome. I would love to see that guy again. Go go find that guy. Yeah. And what would you, what do you, what do you have to say to him? Just really clear. Just like, what would be the, what would be the message? I I would say thank you. Actually. Okay. Because I'm so much, I mean, he didn't have to be a, a D about it but like <laughs> I would be like maybe you know but he really did motivate me I like how you censor yourself on the now. I like how you censor yourself on the D but not the fuck you know that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially because the song we released today is a single about oh, like just today power man and, ah, nice we released ah, it today like hours ago oh, okay cool. you're talking to me on release day oh man Dang. So, you're how did you find out about the boiling point? Like, what? Who got who? Who got us in touch? How did this happen? Because like, you're just such a. Like what's that? I think it was Sabina, my PR girl. Oh, no problem. No, 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 no. The answer is supposed to be: I'm a huge fan of the boiling point, and I've listened to all the episodes, <laughs> and I wanted to be on it. Well, afterwards, afterwards, I did listen, and I do love it. Actually, I love the like informal nature and the cool conversations. Wait, can I get back to my social media though? I only pointed out one thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk because I said where to find my band, but how about like my book? Yeah, 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 yeah. book, hundred percent. Okay, so wait, band, Good Night Sunrise, look us up. Me, the math guru, so look me up on whatever. And then the book you can get on Amazon or Indigo online and like Amazon.ca. So if you live in the States and you're listening to this, because obviously you have worldwide listeners, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you have to go to Amazon.ca. 
ca and it's not super expensive it's like 13 bucks so you can afford the shipping you're fine okay uh give me g- uh, give me the, the f- fly the deuces for me okay bam okay Okay, I, I will Instagram that uh, uh, immediately. Uh, okay, this is this is awesome. What what a treat uh, to chat with you. And for uh, just to let you know a little bit of what we're doing in a similar area, if you check out uh, themarscollective dot com, okay. If, it, uh, if it's not com, it's org. <laughs> it's a film project that we're working on uh, exploring um, the education models that are led by teachers, grassroots yeah. up. Um, that are truly um, exploring the competencies competencies needed to teach for an unpredictable uh, future. And Ooh, we, we flew all the way to Dubai to the big uh, global skills and education uh, forum to meet a bunch of people like you to figure stuff like this out. And the, the goal is for us to continue finding educators like you and connect them with each other because mm. it's not coming from the system. It's got to come f- from within, uh, from but, but through networks. And entrepreneurs like us, we're hyper-networked. This is what we do on a daily basis. Educators mostly have a nine-to-five in a way that they can't network all the time. They're in, right. they're in the classroom and, teaching, right? So the allowing these networks to happen is, uh, is critical. Yeah, and I was just to clarify, that's Hemminghouse Pictures, your your company, not you and I. Oh, thanks, that. Dave. Yes. Yeah, so it's a very cool project, and um, yeah, it check it out. Book. And you, I you, you I would, I want my kids to be taught by someone like you, Vanessa. I think it is so cool. My daughters, in particular. Um, so uh, keep 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 doing what you do. Like, I mean, it's so so cool. And um, you, I'm sure you've heard this a lot of times, but you got just just wonderful energy, and really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, one quick, um, one quick, you know, I think one of the biggest lessons my son, his name is Liam, it was part of the Liam V was part of this that show. Um, he learned so much by not winning the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it was, yeah. and it was funny because um, I remember talking to some of the parents, and the format was a little different, right? Than you, you would have experienced with the kids. Like we were there for three weeks filming. Um, yeah. What three weeks? Yeah. Why? Well, because depending, like, he ended up going to the final episode, so we. But you had to be there as a guardian because they're, you know, and anyways, right. it was, and they were wonderful people. It was just a lot of time to be in the CBC studios, and I love it, but yeah. I didn't need to be there every day. But you'll do anything for your kids, and it was a great experience. So, um, but I heard some parents, and they're wonderful people, and there a couple in particular were concerned about their kids not doing well because they hadn't they hadn't experienced failure yet, right? And oh we, my god, right? So I was, and and then the kids, all the kids handled it remarkably well. I have to say, like uh, in a very public way, you know, eleven and twelve year olds. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing is that. You know, like playing hockey, you know, like you're failing all the time. So we that wasn't really our concern. But having said that, you also when you get your mind on trying to reach, you know, you want to win this whole thing, and you've been going at it for two weeks, and your whole life's been, you know, taken over. If That's you don't, crazy. if you don't make it, you know, it's a big emotional letdown uh, for eleven for sure. year old or twelve year old. Um, but a remarkable how they overcame it. I wish he could have uh, had, had, you know, met you ahead of time. And actually, all the kids met you ahead of time just to give them a little, hey guys, it's cool. You're eleven of the twelve. He's gonna fail. It's that's great, you know. And and uh, yeah. so so thank you for sharing that. I can't wait to share the story with him. And um, everyone knows how to reach Vanessa. I've spammed you guys with my social media at the Math Guru and at Goodnight Sunrise. Just Google some stuff; you'll find everything. Is it at at Math or the Math? The Math. The Math Guru. Okay, so, so some someone on Instagram is uh, is called the ma- uh, just Math Guru, and I almost okay. I don't care. No, no, no. But I I I I need I need to story the right person. <laughs> okay, the Math. The math. 
Guru. Bam. So, so if anyone that's listening hasn't figured it out by now, you don't deserve to meet and know Vanessa. <laughs> okay, smile, Dave. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely at the math guru. And you'll know by looking at it because it's very me. Ch- ch- check the at Greg Hemming story and you'll see a sweet picture of you. Uh, it says, hey, the math guru, you are my idol. And then it says, Lady Gaga has nothing on you. Hold on. I don't, first of all, that's very sweet, but I don't see any notifications. So hold on a sec here. This is live Instagram <laughs> trading uh, right here. Let's see here. Hey, the at math the math guru. Yep. Check it. Check it. Okay, Vanessa, cool. Thank you. Vanessa, that was awesome. Keep Let's up stay the good in touch. Work. And, Fine, I'll check. Wait, tell me your Instagram. Uh, at Greg Hemmings. G-R-E-G-H-E-M-M-I-N-G-S. And now everyone knows where to follow us. Yeah, bam, just like that. This is why it's important, Dave. I know I should get an Instagram. Get an an Instagram. Just so you know, just so you know, because you should know this, you did not tag me. You put at the math guru, but it's not tagged. Like see, you didn't, it's, you must have. He, this, oh, I put. Uh, is, this, is this in dang. your? Is this in your book? How to do this properly? Because yeah. Greg needs help. I need help. Yeah, I like even <laughs> like Lady Gaga. You see how it's underlined? That's uh, tagged, but the math guru is not tagged. So just send that to me, and I'll repost it. Thanks, guys. You rock. <laughs> see you, Vanessa. See you, Vanessa. Bye. Keep being awesome. Bye bye. And now it's time for the boiling point takeaways. Dave, this this was awesome. That was a fun interview. We we, we oh, had man. the math guru. Yes. On yeah. uh, who's hitting you up on Instagram right now? Sweet. Um, Vanessa, whose last name is tricky for I. We should be able to pronounce, but we're. Uh, uh, it's Vicaria. Vicaria. Um, what she talks about failure and she she owns it and she's got a great story about um and 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 she says like many like we all do but uh, that have really informed her about, you know, how to, how, the math guru and how to get through to kids and stuff. And it was an experience she had on a TV show. I just loved, I loved how she expressed it. And uh, she's, she's good people. She's really good. Yeah, really and, and good it's, it's funny. <laughs> I just love, like, she's got comedy too. Like, oh, like, 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 like oh, being, totally. uh, she's an entertainer. Being, uh, being Lady Gaga famous. I mean, that's you and me, Dave, right? That's us, man. So, um, yeah, I'd say my, my takeaway is just that constant reminder of uh, th- that failure has been improperly defined in our culture, you know, and uh, and how to deal with it in, and, uh, and realize that it's a very well, constructive, just, creative experience if it's understood properly. It's owning it, man. It's, it's like it's it. learning. It's great. It's brill- It's brilliant. Um, so you got to check this one. Like you'll really enjoy this interview. Um, they're all good. Um, but Vanessa has a certain, it's just, she brings a certain energy to it, which is just very fun. And, and, uh, and she started to listen to our podcast and says she likes the informal style, which is totally us. So we probably are, are basking in that wonderful feedback. There we go. Okay, Dave. Well, you have a great weekend, my friend. You as well, better. I'm going to pass this over to you. And, uh, yeah, so friends, listen to the Boiling Point Podcast by checking us out on iTunes. You can check out our website at boilingpointpodcast.com as well as checking out the boilingpointprocess.com so you can learn how to be heard in a noisy market. This is an awesome digital course Dave and I have put together. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the inside. And I didn't go vertical. That's right. Good for you. Yeah, I'm learning <laughs> slowly but surely. See you, Dave. See you, Dave. surely? ha <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. 
To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter, at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth.